Listening to the Noise Canceling Pod, the podcast about streamlining life, encouraging discourse, and maximizing your mind. Hosted by Frank Boyce and Axel Clark. Alright, and welcome to episode 15 of the Noise Canceling Pod. I'm Frank Boyce. Hey, and this is Axel Clark. We're glad to have you back. We had a really exciting uh, new viewer listener from Cyprus this week. So shout out to Cyprus. We're uh, happy to have you join the Noise Canceling Pod family. Uh, we have a really exciting episode tonight. We have Mike Coates with us, who is a, a musician from Nashville and, and uh, Ohio originally. So we're really happy to have him on. Um, hey, is since I, Mike, oh, a, go bu- ahead. a Buckeye fan? Yes, I am. Oh, man. We hold, man, we've had two Buckeye <laughs> two fans Buckeyes in a row. row. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> so, so Ohio, if you're listening, Noise Canceling Pod has your back. And if you have an interesting story and you're from there, we will probably have you on at some point. <laughs> oh, age. Uh, but since uh, moving to Nashville, uh, Mike's worked and played for a lot of popular artists, including uh, Toby Mac, Meredith Andrews, Plum, and uh, the Katinas, which uh, is a band I really like. Uh, he's, he's built a big following on YouTube. His videos have reached over 600,000 views. Uh, he's been touring for about five years and playing music and you know, from my own personal experience, he is an incredible musician, both in terms of playing piano, freestyle rap, guitar, and just writing really fun music that I think you guys are, are going to like to listen to. Uh, he has a new EP coming out called Battlesburg. Uh, it's five songs, and we're actually going to sample and talk about the album today. So this is a pretty exciting topic for us to have a a great musician on I would say uh, I think that's one really cool thing about Nashville we talked about it before you know what what are the positive living in Nashville you're just surrounded by talent and so you know to to have you here is, is really great so welcome welcome Mike to the program thanks I'm excited to be here so Mike and Axel just met I mean literally 10 minutes ago so this is gonna be this is gonna be fun that they meet each other and talk about the creative process but why don't you go back a little bit Mike and just talk about kind of your influences on music and and you know how you got today in terms of just your overall skills and um, you know how you got here well I got here thanks to my mom and dad first of all um, but then anyways, <laughs> shout out to my shout out to my mom and dad. Um, then honestly, music was kind of forced upon me by my parents. I had to practice piano and I sat in this room with this old lady who like just got mad at me because I wouldn't practice and I show up unprepared. <laughs> but she told my mom one time that I played my whole um, my whole like three songs correctly, but in the wrong key, which made her believe that I had like a gift, but she didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I quit like as soon as I could, and I hated it. Like I just hated it. And then, but then I joined band and I played trumpet. And um, man, eventually, I don't know what did it. I remember it was Reliant K. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Reliant K, and I was listening to it, and I thought I could play that on the piano. So I sat down on the piano and I hummed every note out, and I learned how to play the song. 
And then that just turned into like every day, every waking moment, other than like school and running, I was going to the piano and just figuring new songs out. And it was like exciting for me. So you hadn't you hadn't been back to play the piano really since piano lessons? Yeah, since like sixth grade and then Do you think this is like Do you think you would have went back would have went to the piano had you not gone to those original lessons? No. Definitely not. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Because it was almost just like learning the familiarity of how to move my fingers on it. Okay. You know? So like it wasn't a complete foreign land for me. Um, but yeah, and, and my parents didn't say anything to me at that time. Like they didn't discourage me, but they didn't also encourage me. They didn't want to push it, I don't think. And then what happened was I started, stopped playing along with songs. And I started just playing it by myself and then trying to sing like, this, mm. you know. And man, I sang really nasally. Oh, so nasally. But my friends didn't like, they didn't say I was good, but they also didn't say like, stop playing. You know? <laughs> That's great. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> Years later, they told me that they couldn't stand it. Like oh, really? when I first started singing. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah. So good, good friends. Are those, is that good friends or bad? Oh yeah. I, I, think, I, it really, was, I think it's good friends. Good friends. Yeah. Looking back. This yeah. is great good. so far. So his, his parents forced him to play the piano that he didn't want to. And then his, but then when he started singing, his friends allowed him to keep singing when they didn't, when they really didn't <laughs> like it. It's like a fascinating introduction. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's great. Well, yeah. So man, so what really, I would say the other thing that pushed me to where I am now, like the other big thing that kind of got me even into writing music, um, was, it probably would have just stopped there, but my church started, I mean, I grew up in a church where literally somebody would die in the pews because they were so old. Like, I, I literally remember that happening. Like, the ambulance came in the middle of church. Wow. Yeah, so they were, like, begging for anybody who would sing during mm-hmm. church. And so I started singing there publicly, and they thought it was the greatest. Yeah. You know, like, they yeah. thought it was the, the best, so... That was where I really like started to learn how to sing mm-hmm. for real. Like, okay. And uh, like sing different parts and reading music. Yeah, and, and stop yeah. trying to sing like Reliant K, like Matt Thiessen, the yeah. singer. I started to actually just kind of sing my own voice, mm-hmm. like find my own voice, and uh, so that was really where it took like took me to this next level of like I, I had. Then I started playing like every week at church. You know, yeah. it was like, oh, this might be a thing. Yeah. So it was at that point you realized like I'm I'm super passionate about music and I, I want to make this more than just like a weekend gig type thing. Yeah, it, well it was yeah it was actually really funny. So all I did was play at church and then uh, this girl at the time who we like were kind of dating. She was like, oh I'm going to Malone. I went to this small Christian school called Malone University in Canton, Ohio, and she was like, I'm going to Malone, and I had just been. Um, talking to the the cross country and track coach there mm-hmm. and so I kind of wanted to go there but I didn't know what I was going to do and she was like oh they have this music technology major and I was like yeah I'll do that like no ex- no wow. experience with like music theory really yeah. or anything just like yeah I can do that <laughs> so well we're all about <laughs> jumping in on yeah, things we're not prepared to do <laughs> that's what I was just thinking you know it's almost like with our podcast we just started doing it and like sometimes you just need the reps to to go through and then you start improving and just like we've talked about before if you wait until you're perfect before you put yourself out there then you're never going to make it do anything <laughs> yeah preach it <laughs> oh man yeah because 
did at school I didn't really learn much I mean honestly it was it was a great experience as far as like running goes like my team I loved I loved my team and everything but it was really just kind of like me just I would go off into a piano room and and I would just kind of just play piano by myself you know and and um I don't know if this kind of just leads into like the first song that I ever wrote I didn't even realize I wrote a song Mm. I was actually just like really torn up over this breakup and I was playing and I was playing this like kind of happy music and I something popped into my head and I just went like I was thinking about this girl and like man I like this girl but she doesn't like me so the next best thing would be if she had like a twin sister who liked me (laughs) and so like I just started singing like do you have a sister and like playing with this song and before I knew it, I had written a song called Do You Have a Sister. <laughs> so that was your first song. Yeah. That was my first song. Do you, yeah. do you still have the like the write down of it? Or do you still have it? Oh yeah, I have a I have a really rough recording of it. Oh that's nice. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um but yeah, so um I guess the other one other thing I, I guess I'd left out that um Frank already mentioned was about freestyle rapping. Um along the way of like I would listen to a lot of rock music I listened to a lot of jazz but then I fell in love with this old Kanye West music and it was like his first CDs that when he came out and he actually was like sane still and um, <laughs> and I don't know it was really it was just really I liked it a lot because it was catchy but it was also very like thoughtful and so anyways I listened to that all the time and one day in high school so we're going backwards now back to high school a friend put a CD in my car with In The Club 50 Cent <laughs> instrumental and it went for like 40 minutes. Yeah. So it just looped this instrument, the beat of 50 Cent In The Club and he left it in my car and I put it in. I thought it was going to be like a mixed, mm-hmm. you know, mixed tape or, you know, and it was just this instrumental. And so I started going like, yeah, I'm driving down the road. I hope I don't explode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I never told anybody I was doing that. And and after like a year of doing that by myself, probably a year. Was it to, was it to the same just to that Oh. Oh yeah, I can hear every part of that beat. Um but anyway, it was like a year of doing that and my friend was in the car and I and he and that played and I was shutting it off and he goes, "No, what was that?" And I was like, Oh, it's just this <laughs> instrumental beat. And he goes, what do you, tell me you freestyle. Please tell me you freestyle. I was like, no. And he goes, yeah, you do, do it. And I did it, and he didn't believe me that I freestyled it. Yeah. And so that kind of sent me on this path of like publicly mm-hmm. um, actually freestyling. So can you freestyle people. for us right now? Um, I could. Gotta lay down a beat though. Yeah, well, I like, I like having a beat going, but I could probably just play something right here. But you have to give me... Um, so Frank, can you like give me like, well you could each give like a couple words okay. that you want me to say, but can you type them on your phone? Like can you type them so I can see them? Sure. And just like we planned it. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's fun in a beat right now. Um, funny story. The other another story I have about freestyling um, is that. I still hadn't really done it in front of a big crowd of people, and I was a senior in college, and I was at the at the national track meet, NAIA track meet in St. Louis, and these dudes ran into my room, and uh, they are from St. Louis, 
and I don't know they they came in they're like are you M Coats are you M Coats and I was like yeah and they're like you gotta come to our room we heard you rap <laughs> and I was like uh and I'm, and they're like nah come on man and so I'm like okay and we went upstairs and dude like no joke there's like a whole room just I was the only white person in the room nice and and it was just packed in one hotel room and I rap battled like six dudes um how did they and, know about you uh one of my friends from my team told them <laughs> this is great and there's actually a YouTube video of, oh, really? of it yeah but anyway so that was like the first time I ever did it in front of people and I was so awkward alright but uh actually do you have like three songs the three words you want me to say just anything make you can make it hard bad sound bad sound yeah is that how you said yeah okay <laughs> alright something else that's we'll count that as one Oh, he's just saying there was bad sound. Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. You need some other ideas. Anything. Date. Date. Okay. <laughs> Taking it easy on me. Audacity. All right. Well, let's go. All right. Hold on. I'll also... Oh. Don't you delete that. No. I like this. This is our first live... Live freestyle. Yeah. First of maybe many, right, Axel? Yeah, it might you, be. Are you going to yeah, jump gosh, in? On no, this, this is not. A while. <laughs> Guys, I've been in the studio, so. Uh... Give my rap voice. Yep. Hey, this is Mike Coates. Noise canceling park. We didn't make this up, we had to come up with something fast So I had to do a freestyle for the podcast I said I got a lot of strife Gotta try to figure out my CD, that's my life, the music I know I am dating myself when I say that I'm listening to 90s I'm creating wealth, trying to make music Trying to get people to listen to the radio and maybe use it uh, and yes, I'm gonna have to rattle A lot of caves in, you know, I was telling you about that battle That I did in the hotel I didn't go well I don't know what to do, but I know that I fell on my face I was looking around at the people Hoping that the sound that came out of my mouth wasn't a bad sound Whoops, <laughs> I just found the words right there And then I come right back around So, hey, I hope you don't have to hesitate When you wanna go and maybe you will <laughs> Rate me on iTunes I went on a date with my wife and she was my wife soon And now I gotta keep going I'm trying to flow but I keep on showing See this is a real freestyle cause I sound like an idiot <laughs> Alright, hold on, here we go Freestyling always isn't really pretty But I gotta find a way to rhyme with audacity uh, I said audacity, not audacity Yes I know, you laugh at me So I tell you what this is kind of, kind of odd, but that's my freestyle Mike Coates noise canceling pot. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That's great. <laughs> I'm okay oh, with it not dude. being perfect because that's a real freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. First of many. Axel's up next week. <laughs> this, this, yeah, this might get ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. They didn't see the words either. Did we have to? Well, I'll post the words. Right, well, I'll post the yeah. words, yeah. You... Got him? I got him in my head. All right. Because yeah. that makes it a little more impressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So he had the full list of words that I wrote down. How many words did you have? 
I had like another six I had yeah. oh, wow. podcast, <laughs> podcast, noise canceling life. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, pretty I didn't, much everything they said. It's fun. To, it's fun to go on like a, a mind dump freestyle, yeah. not reading words. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the hardest one. <laughs> that's the hardest one to throw those in. That was awesome. So let's bring it back to the new EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, how did you come up with the name? Well, the name Battlesburg, besides just sounding awesome, yeah, uh, is the name of the street I grew up on. Okay, um, Battlesburg Road, and. Uh, it just really, it just felt right. It was one of those things where I can't. I thought of the idea, and I was like, "Yep, that's it." Yeah. You know? So uh, that's where I started most of my songs. So I thought it was fitting for sure. So that's you, great. so you started this th- song through Kickstarter. Can you kind of explain how that worked? Yeah. Uh, basically, it'd been a long time since I had the idea to have a, to have an album. I'd written a lot of songs. I'd been touring a decent amount. And I never had anything to give anybody. And I felt so stupid. Mm-hmm. And it, I kept saying, I'm going to do it next year, next year, next year. So finally, I just thought, well, if I do a Kickstarter, I have to do yeah, it. You know? yeah. And uh, so I, I started talking to some producers, and I wanted it to be done big. I didn't want it to sound like an indie project. And so I, I came up with a number of $15,000. Um, I also didn't want to do a full length, but I didn't do want to do just two or three songs. So I mm. uh, came up with five songs, and I launched the Kickstarter. It was uh, almost exactly two years ago now, and I did this Kickstarter and had no idea what I was getting into. It was the biggest hustle of my life for a month. Uh, I had just gotten engaged. My wife hated that month. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was... It's just a really busy, hard-working month. Seriously. Can you tell us a story about how you got that those two thousand, the two thousand dollars in a day or whatever? Oh man. Well, what I found out at the beginning of the Kickstarter, I was so self-conscious that I was just going to be self-promoting the whole time, and people would get so annoyed with me. So I made a bet with my brother, like, how many people, how many friends do you think I'm going to lose over the next month from all these posts about give me money, give me money. And uh, what I decided was, what would make me give somebody money? It would have to be something other than music, because everybody does music. Like, so many people were trying to do an album or something. Right. So I came up with these ideas of, like, reality TV type things. So, like, one of them was, if you give before 10 a.m. tomorrow, I always play Ultimate Frisbee here in Nashville. And I said, I will shout your name during Ultimate Frisbee to a group of people who has no clue who you are. And I'll film it, like... (laughs) And so my wife filmed me playing Ultimate Frisbee, and I just started screaming, like, these random names. And I, like, it was hilarious. Like, I actually screamed a name right before I made a diving catch. And, like, it, and everyone's <laughs> like, what is he doing? You know, like, and so that got, like, kind of some excitement going. Mm-hmm. I freestyled the name of 68 backers, and I had their names in a hat, and I pulled them out and, like, and drew each name and freestyled their names um, and so finally, the last thing that um, Axel mentioned was I needed to get a push up to like $10,000. And so I was like $2,000 away. And I said, if, if you can get to $10,000 by Saturday, I will chop a hole in my parents' pond in the ice. And the ice was like a foot thick. I will chop a hole in the ice and I will jump in the water and I won't get out until I read everybody's name who gave. And um, it was hilarious. I actually... 
I had to say a hundred names almost before I got out of the water. Oh my god! And we we live streamed it. Um, oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so it was it was actually it turned out really well because right before I went out, somebody suggested I live stream it, mm. and so we had people commenting to me and like they could see my mom like getting worried, like telling me I had to wear a a inner like a life vest or like you know like. <laughs> So that's Frank, maybe cool. we're not going far enough to promote the noise canceling pod. I, I think that's a that's a pretty good vision of what we that's a good vision of what we might have to start offering. Yeah. If if you're listening out there, I, I'm happy to jump into a frozen pod. So just give me the details on where it's at. We'll come out there. Okay, I'll be I'll be safety. We can't make it. To, Cyprus is going to be a tough trip. But uh, <laughs> other than that, just hit us up noisecancelingpod at gmail.com with your ideas. So jumping into the EP, mm-hmm. um, first track is called "If It Ain't Love." Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about where where the title came from? Mm-hmm. A little bit of background on the song and where like where did the inspiration for that song come from? Yeah, it's really weird again to have stories for songs, you know, like yeah. a like a real musician or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, basically, yeah. So if it ain't love, came from it's, it's just a situation that I think a lot of people can relate with where. I don't know, where you might like somebody, but they don't really feel the same way about you. Or they might feel, you know, you might have a friend and, and they care about you more than you care about them. And you you just can't fake it. Like you can't, you can't make it work. And even, yeah. you might even date them and, and they end up breaking up with you and you're just like, man, if I could just change their mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and so I was actually in the car kind of, actually I was thinking about a friend and not myself at the time. I knew I had gone through the same feeling at, before. That sounds suspicious. Yeah, no, I, I had gone. Friend. <laughs> I'd gone through the same thing, so yeah, I could yeah. relate. Yeah. But my friend was going through this heartbreak, and he just couldn't understand. Like he's listing all his qualities. I got this and this and this. Why didn't she like me? And I'm like, dude, you can't fake it. Like yeah. you can't. And I, I was in the car, and I literally said to myself, I was by myself, and I said, you can't shake the way you feel. You can't take what's fake and try to make it real. And I just said it like that. And yeah. I, and then I started, and then I sang the melody. I was like, you can't shake the way you feel. And I started like beatboxing in the car and stuff. And like, mm. I'll never forget it's just saying, if it ain't love, it ain't love, it ain't love. It's never going to be enough. And then I like stopped the recording. Yeah. And then I ended up recording that and putting it on Facebook, and I got like a hundred shares and all these people commenting, like, "Where's the rest of the song?" <laughs> so that's this song. That's cool. So let's uh, let's fire it up and let's give it a listen. All right. So this is this is Mike Coates' "If It Ain't Love."
So that was If It Ain't Love by Mike Coates. Uh, Axel, that's your first listen. Mike and I were actually in his studio uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a special, even sneakier peek than this. I just <laughs> want to remind the listeners, this is Sneakiest this is peak. an exclusive sneak peek, because this, this EP's not even out yet. So they're getting a really a, a great look behind the curtain. Axel, that was your first time listening. What did I you liked think it. it was, so what's funny was I clicked on it like just a second before we started and you told me he's a freestyle rapper and so i was thinking it was gonna be rap and so that was like a little shock but i, I like it it's cool yeah the how uh, uh i don't even, so i don't know that much about producing music so how do they put it together because i you have all these instruments in the background like to me that was really a cool addition so how do you put all that together um well you know technology is at a point now where almost anybody can record as many tracks you know one track is like my voice you know that would be one track one track could be a guitar um with computers now like anybody can almost record as many tracks as you want so uh you know you could literally record an entire symphony and put it all together yourself so uh, the way we the process goes for us is uh, you usually just try to lay the whole song out at the beginning just to know where you know uh, the tempo how fast it's gonna be you know how long the song's gonna go because even if you've already written the song you don't necessarily know exactly how you want to record it mm-hmm. and so once that when, when you do that you record like a real rough vocal like just you don't try to make it sound perfect or anything you're just yeah. getting it in there like a placeholder and then you just go one at a time. I mean, sometimes you start with uh, drums on top of whatever that first, you usually start with an instrument in your voice and then build stuff around it. And so we have on that track a lot of stuff going on. There's, uh, we, I played a real piano on it, uh, which is, yeah, I say real piano because a lot of the instruments that people record now are, are digital and they can like line it up better and make mm-hmm. it fix it. Oh, right, right. But you can't do that with a real piano. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and there's actually a behind the scenes video of me doing that on YouTube that shows you like I kept messing up and but uh, what's your YouTube channel? Uh, the YouTube channel is uh, M Coat. Well, if you search Mike Coates, M, okay. M Coates is spelled C O A T E S. Perfect. Um, or you can go to my website, which is youlikemike.com. Y O U. Wow, like that's Mike. nice. Well, I'll put all that in the show notes. Okay. All the different. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's my plugs. <laughs> my my verbal plug, but there's yeah. a there's a trumpet in there. I played tr- I actually did play trumpet on all the songs. Okay. So, uh, there's yeah, about, there was all kinds of stuff in there. That was cool. Yeah. So there's acoustic guitar. I don't know. That song just has a lot in it. Yeah, it's very layered. You were showing me the actual audio file for it, and we were clicking through some of the layers. That was it was nice. It was yeah. nice. A lot of a lot of things mixed together, and I think you know going back to your Kickstarter, it it probably would have been. It would probably would have felt different if you had just self-recorded as yep. opposed to really get into the studio. And man, it sounds so polished and so nice. It, like it really does. It's such a good song to kick off the album. I I, I really liked it. Um, anything else, just in terms of like how you felt the song changed from you know like when you originally wrote mm-hmm. it to how it flowed through the studio? Yeah, uh, man. I will say that this song is sounds better to me than I ever thought it could. Like, for me, when I wrote it, the chorus, like, there's a lot I could say, but, like, the chorus, to me, songs need to lift at the chorus, right? It needs to be, like, a pickup. When you get to the chorus, it needs to be, like, time to go, you know? Mm-hmm. 
But for me, I wrote the the intro to the song was the first thing I ever wrote, and everybody loved it. So it was oh. really awkward when I tried to write a chorus because yeah. nothing was good enough. Yeah. Uh, and so I had a friend help me. Actually, my friend Kevin Embleton is this great musician. He helped me write that chorus. And but the thing is, if you notice, it goes down into the chorus. So it was like, "Never gonna be enough for me." Like it, it goes yeah. down before it goes up. Yeah. And so I, a couple producers or a couple people told me that wasn't good. But then the way the music got built in and everything, um, you know, I picked it up and and I don't know. I just like the the clean. It's it's a good mix of like that uh, beatboxing on it. You know, like I beat I did the beatboxing yeah. on it. Um, the like that kind of thing yeah. and um, I don't know it's just a good mix of modern with like a sing-along song yeah and I think when we're when I was telling Axel about your beatboxing that's kind of how you know you hear those those influences in your music a lot where you know you can hear some jazz and you oh, can absolutely. Hear, some, hear some rap and you can you can hear just from a lot of different places so for me those are all the genres that I, I love so it, it, it's really it's fun for me to listen to so track two is called You're Not Giving Up On Me. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say same question because it's so yeah, lazy, but right. kind of the same question. You know, where yeah. did it come from? Uh, how did it get to where? Did it go? where yeah, where did it go? Where did it come from? Where did it come from? <laughs> where is it going in the future? Cotton Eye. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, this song, the Not Giving Up On Me, is my one song that. You know, I hate to. I don't know. I almost hate to say this before it's before it gets played. Sure. Um, do you want to? Yeah, say maybe we should just play okay, it. Yeah, and then we'll talk about sure. it. Okay. So here's "You're Not Giving Up on Me" by Mike Coates. You have been there all along. You were right there all along. You were patient. You were waiting. Well, I was busy, hesitating. Took a while for me, but now. So again, that was you're not giving up on me, uh, Axel. As a as a DJ, how did you feel about that one? I liked it. That one there. I don't. There's one spot towards the end of it that was awesome, where it, it kind of throws in that crossfade. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that part, and I love when just everything drops out right at the start of verse two. That's one of my favorite points in the whole album. Actually, is when that drops out, and then you come in with your your vocals. How did you feel? Um, you know, just tracking that song from from when you wrote it to to today. Um, man, that's another one that this song just came from like completely other other space. Like, uh, I have versions of this song from the night I wrote it. I wrote it before I went to Iowa, actually. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, I went to Iowa to, and I was playing some shows there <laughs> with Brad Myers. Nice. And. Uh, 
the the fun thing about that the t- time that time in my life was I was writing these songs and just I could just play them at a bar nobody would know if I wrote them that mm. night or you know years before and I wouldn't tell them it was my song until afterwards yeah. so if they hated it then yeah. I'd be like oh, yeah, that's yeah I hate that one too but, <laughs> yeah. um, but then I would uh, I would freestyle the verses of everything so through this whole the album one of the biggest parts of, of the whole process was finishing songs yeah so like i had a lot of songs that if i played them live everybody'd be like that's a great song can i get it and i'd be like i don't know the words like i don't remember <laughs> yeah. um so i had two producers work on this the first is dave wyatt he is a keyboardist and, and producer for toby mac okay. and he helped me finish writing the songs and he kind of set up sort of the framework of these songs mm-hmm. and then my friend jordan sap he went to my small christian school in ohio but he worked out in L.A. for many years with this producer named Red One. Mm-hmm. And he actually produced uh, Lady Gaga's Fame Monster. And some, like, before he moved to Nashville, he was, like, in the studio with, uh, one time he was with J-Lo. And, like, all these, pe- you know, these big-name yeah. people. Um, Jason, he actually uh, did guitars and vocals for Jason Derulo. Oh, it's, wow. like, all these yeah. big artists. And then he moved Seriously. out to, to yeah. Nashville. And I was like dude <laughs> yeah so his production is like shining through on this song mm-hmm. he and this is just his forte is this like sort of hip-hop sound like yeah. modern uh you know with that 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 whole fade thing that you're talking about it's called a filter and it kind of opens up the sound from mm-hmm. like a real like a, almost like an old tape sounding thing like yeah old radio you know um so the song is uh from its original form is so much different because the original form was very, very sparse, not much in there, yeah. you know, and, and no verses were written. And I actually always rapped this song. Really? Yeah. So uh, anyway, so that's how it's different. It used to just be a very stripped down singing and then rapping. And now, you know, it's got a lot of, yeah. it's all singing. That's cool. So yeah. have, you th- have you thought about doing any like... Uh, extra hidden tracks or like bonus features on the EP because um, it sounds like there's a lot of material in there yeah, you just need to keep yeah, pulling it out yeah. little by little well, I, I think you could remix it with, with the rap pieces added in there yeah right? well yeah I think for sure live I'm going to do that you yeah. know oh and, right and then someday you know who knows maybe like it, if it takes off then you know yeah. somebody will want that and we can work on that um, but I was I was gonna say the reason I didn't say anything about the song beforehand. I mean I would ask you guys. Sure. Um, well, Frank, if if you didn't know, because I already talked with Frank, but maybe we'll just ask, ask Axel. Um, what do you What do you think that song was about, or what would you How would you relate with that song, or did you even really listen to the words, or were you too busy listening to music? So, uh, I I mainly listen to music. I'm I'm terrible okay. at listening to words. No, that's fine. Um, because I think I'm the same way. I think it's maybe the third or fourth time I listen to a song, maybe that, maybe yeah. more that I'm actually listening to the words. Um, but the reason I didn't want to put the meaning on this one is I wanted you know some somebody to be able to hear it and decide for themselves. Sure. But I personally wrote it. This is my one song I wrote about my own faith, and so um, I wrote this in a time that I was just feeling like. I wasn't really walking the walk of my Christian faith. I, yeah. I, you know, I was saying that I saying these things. And I just felt like I wasn't doing it, and I kind of got sick of that. And this was kind of like my anthem of like, I don't know. I felt like God was telling me that He's not giving up on me, even though I'm sort of doing it to myself. You know, yeah. and so mm-hmm. 
I kind of wrote this as an encouragement to myself. Um, at the same time, I deliberately wrote the verses to not be um, so bluntly about that, that other people could find that encouragement for whatever they're going yeah, through. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, that's what I wrote it about, and it really still like pumps me up to like, awesome. not mope. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah that's keep awesome. Moving. So that's pretty cool. So the next track, mm-hmm. do you just call it Keeper? Man, There's parentheses that's really this throwing is, me off. So it's part, either called She's a Keeper or <laughs> hey, Keeper. I've never called that last song anything but Not Giving Up. Yeah. But what we're getting to is the crunch time now. You guys are in the sneak, sneakier peak of this No, this music. is the sneak peak. My, two uh, weeks ago. Was you were this, the sneakiest. I was the sneakiest peak. Yeah, yeah this is the sneakier that's peak. True. And that's then the true. Kickstarter people are getting the sneak peak. That's right. Okay. The whole, the whole, they're getting the whole thing. They're getting the whole the thing. Not just these samples. But anyways... I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to call it for sure because Keeper is what it's always been called, but She's a Keeper makes a lot more sense. So we'll see. So let's give it a listen. Yeah. Okay. She's a Keeper. So hard to find, now can I get an amen? When you're not looking for a nine, yeah, you're waiting. And you feel like you lost your heart. Trying to hit a bullseye, just tossing darts. With the blindfold on, Ray Charles for the summer. Every other day, moving on to another. Till God told me, stop in the name of love. Cause you're never gonna top who I'm dreaming of. And you can try, but it's not gonna be enough. Cause the woman that I got for you, she's the one. So I stopped the way, let it go. Frozen, and met the angel he had chosen. And she's a keeper. That was called She's a Keeper. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm going with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of elements to that song that I love. First of all, I love your flow on that song. Mm. It's, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's not necessarily a flow that a lot of rappers have right now, um, but I love listening to it. I find it so catchy, and I find the rhyming scheme to be, uh, it lends itself well to having a little bit more more content but still keep the flow not not kind of the story form rap slower that a lot of more modern rappers have so you want to talk a little bit more about your rap influences because i think mm-hmm. i think that's important to get to to where your verses sound like in that song especially yeah well honestly i would say this song is more i don't know i probably sell i would sell it short of rap and say it's more like a spoken like a talk rap a talk you know i I don't it's not quite rap but it is um so i would say this one excuse me at that one out of there (laughs) i would say this one is is probably more influenced by like sugar ray back in the day right yeah Yeah. i can see that for sure yeah um like sugar ray smash mouth all that that era of 90s like i loved it yeah um but Man, if I really rap is is so influenced for me by by Kanye West. Like yeah. I I would seriously almost give him sole credit for what my influence of rap because yeah. I listen to a lot of it, but that his old CDs like move me like and they're kind of vulgar so I'm not yeah. like but it's just like his flow is it was it wasn't super fast 
and it wasn't super slow. Yeah. But it told it told a story. Mm-hmm. So that I think it's just like a, that storytelling is what I want to do for sure. And so the story of that song is what then? Well, the chorus. Sammy, my wife, if you're listening to me. <laughs> she better be. Um, the chorus <laughs> was not initially written about her. It was preemptively written about her. Right, right, right. I was in the car, and actually, I remember where I was. I was downtown Canton in my car. Don't know what what I just got done doing. Got off the phone with my friend, and I said out loud, he was talking about his girlfriend, and man, she's a keeper. I got off the phone with him. I literally just pulled my phone out and went, She's a keeper. Like real, like <laughs> yeah. shaky, not known. Yeah. She's a keeper. I just kept saying that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Anyways, I ended up recording the first version of that with the internal mic of my computer uh, in this empty choir room at my college. And this is like years after I was in yeah. college. I just I remember being in there and, and just coming up with this idea, and it was completely different than what you hear here. Yeah. So This was more of like the music itself. This might be one of the only times I ever tell this, but the music itself was actually, we were trying to come up with a different song. Oh, really? And, yeah, and I said, wait a second, and I started singing my chorus from this song over it. Over the top, yeah. And we're like, that kind of fits. Yeah. So. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, and the song's kind of self-explanatory. The rest of the song, I wrote the verses years later, and I wrote them about my wife. Okay. Like, I really did, and the Ninja Turtle reference because I'm obsessed with right. <laughs> I love that so, one. Th- by the way, Axel, we need to have Mike on for a separate podcast talking about obsessions because we're, we're talking. He's got <laughs> an amazing obsession with. Did, did you ever eat the Ninja Turtle pudding pies when you were growing I, up? I don't think so. I'll have to. Yeah, I didn't have yeah. it either. But Mike has a an incredible collection of memorabilia now from that so so we'll say that for a different time yeah because we're, we're short on time but the next time we have mike on we got to get into uh, the things we're obsessed with cause right this, okay. this is a fantastic story that he has but back to this song um you know I, I love the sound of it i love the rap scheme um you know it has a real uh, almost jackson five feel mm-hmm. to it uh, which I really like. Actually, I haven't let you talk in a really long time. <laughs> How did you feel about that? <laughs> no, I, I also like it. Yeah, I I agree with him. I think it sounds like similar to Sugar Ray, Smash Mouth. Like I agree that it reminds me of that. But yeah, I I think I well. So I was expecting. So when you initially told me that he freestyled, then I was expecting it to be pure rap. But then after the first two, like there wasn't a lot of freestyling the first two and so then when he broke in the freestyle and this one, i was like whoa bam yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was cool yeah that it is awesome how the song drops oh thanks so track four life without you mm-hmm. um let's talk about how you wrote that mm-hmm. where where did it come from um because it, it seems like a lot of these songs come very organically to you mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously the best way for a song to be written but um, were there any of these songs where you kind of had to force them out or, or, you know, where did this one come from? <laughs> this, the one that I would say I forced out was not giving up because okay. I actually didn't tell this. I wrote a beat one night. I made this beat and actually sampled a Justin Timberlake mirror song nice. and I made this sweet beat and I literally laid in a dark, my dark loft at my house by myself for like two or three hours straight with that beat on repeat over and over over and over and i kept thinking i have to come up with an awesome <laughs> hook to fit this beat 
and so I for that was the most I've ever forced a song, um, and but then this song, uh, I was driving home from Iowa. Nice. <laughs> Iowa is near and dear to my heart. I now. like the Iowa connection. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was driving home with this guy. His name is. Uh, oh man, I thought of it before I told you his name, and you didn't. You know did. Him. I didn't know. Um, man, I can't think of his name right now, but. He's a, a musician from Iowa, and we had shared rides. And uh, anyways, he he had we were he was driving, so I didn't have to pay attention. And I I was just I was asleep, and I just kind of woke up. And my mom had texted me, and she said, "Be careful, honey. I don't even want to think about life without you." Hmm. Excuse me. And I said, "Holy crap, that flows. <laughs> I don't even want to think about life without you. You know, I don't even." And so I ended up, uh, I ended up just, I like out loud, I was like, life without you, life without, actually I have it right here, so I'll just play it for you. This is, this is the uh, very first version of life without you. I, I don't even want to think about life without you, and life without you, and life without you. So you can hear that it's uh, not really an idea, but I finished that and I looked over at the dude and I was like, man, like, is that a song already? Because it was in my head. I was like, is that a song already? He goes, no, dude, you need to record that. Yeah. So that's that's the start of the song. And it's... Oh, go ahead. When you think of something like this, is it usually that you record it, or do you write it down, or is it a mix of the two? Never, I've never written it down before. It's oh wow! Always, yeah, it's always just in my phone, real quick. And th- and this was that one was done on a flip phone. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Not to right. date ourselves. Yeah, not to date myself <laughs> or anything. But yeah, that's hilarious. I think that was that was one of my favorite things about when Mike and I were just hanging out. Like you, you had these things that. You know, like you could just go into your Gmail and go back and pull out these these different iterations of these songs, and I was just I was blown away. But like the the transition from what you guys just heard into this final version. Right, is, that's is pretty awesome. amazing that we that we could hear the original. That's that's yeah. actually incredible. Yeah. That was yeah, that was that was as I was thinking of the idea. And so that's so yeah. So while that's still fresh, let's let's listen to right. the, the final version. Oh, my life's just right when you're here And it hurts when I think about Trying to live my life without you Make it easy for me like a Sunday morning I can't compare, girl, you're always outperforming And you know what's amazing Just think of all the ways we fit together Now we better go ahead and have a wedding Cause we both know where this is all heading Well, girl, I know how crazy it sounds But I don't even So that was Life Without You by Mike Coates. Uh, I think one thing that I really love about that track is that beat hits so hard, but it's still a love song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. 
So, Axel, what did you think? I yeah. love that song. Yeah, I liked it. That's that so. Should... That is so cool to hear. It's still blowing my mind to hear the original. I'm like imagining you driving in your car, like just playing an iPhone. It's just incredible to me that that I can hear that. Now I've heard this. Really cool. Yeah, you you timed it perfectly. <laughs> if you had come two years before, you wouldn't have heard that. At yeah, all. No. <laughs> you would have just had the iPhone version. But now, now you can see the full <laughs> right the full presentation from beginning to end. Um, anything else you want to say about that track? Man, yeah, I would just say that that's my out of all all these. Well, that's the song I. If I had to show somebody a song for like my songwriting ability, mm-hmm. if just an acoustic guitar and I have to play a song for somebody. That one is is the one that probably that one or if any love, but probably this one yeah. is the one that I would say, what I wrote that you know yeah. it just kind of feels like I didn't write that song mm. like when I hear it I want to sing along with it yeah you, know? so, you just mean because it's so complete and yeah it just yeah. feels like a song I would want to sing yeah like so for sure I was I was telling while we were listening to it, I was telling Mike I was just gonna download this off off the folder we're sharing it on so I can listen to it in my car. <laughs> But I won't do that. <laughs> so, final sign of the album is called We Might Have Had It All. We Might Have It All. We Might Have yeah. It All. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Which is another one that has always been called Have It All okay. in my mind. But yeah. we're trying to be more, I'm trying to be more uh, business-minded in the sense that I want people to remember what the song is called sure. by what they hear. Yeah. You know? mm, yeah. So. So, We Might Have It All. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, where did this one come from? Man, this is... I, I, like when I said this is the last song, uh, Life Without You is my like, proudest song writing moment. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite song on the album. Okay. By okay. far. Like nice. this, if I had to play a style of music for the rest of my life, this song would be it. Well, that's so. Um, yeah, it's. This song came out of uh, straight up. <laughs> actually, this is another. I have a story about this that I was at a, um, a show with my friend and we were warming up. And he was playing drums, and I was playing piano, and I messed up. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe it. I'm to- I've never told anybody this. I messed up <laughs> on the piano, and I hit the wrong, completely wrong chord, but it sounded super cool. Yeah. And so I just kept playing that, and we played it around and around, and then like magically, we both stopped on like the same beat. It was like ba da da and we both stopped, and we looked at each other, just started laughing. But there was no words, no music, no yeah. nothing. Or there was music, there's no yeah. words. Mm-hmm. And that's how the song began. And then I got home and I just kept listening to it. Same kind of thing as not giving up. And I I really like sing-alongs. I want people to be able to sing along with every song. So um, the idea of this song kind of came from a Kanye West type of ins- inspiration. But I also probably shouldn't say that before they listen to it. But No. <laughs> but w- without further ado. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's do it. Let's give it a listen. We might have it all. it all but we'll never know if we don't try we won't have much to show for it so come on we just gonna have to go for it but baby take it slow so it isn't over quick like every other little fling that we had 
And I ain't trying just to bring up the past, but to make it last, we gotta start with honesty. And honestly, you're the one I wanna see. When I wake up, when I go out, when I get home, there's no doubt. You're on my mind, baby, and I'm ready to go now. Cause I'm aiming for the same thing you've been dreaming of. And when I say the same thing, I'm really meaning love. So can you hear me now? Good. Am I getting through? What if what you're looking for is standing right in front of you, babe? You might be my destiny. We might have it all. And girl, you bring out the best in me. We might have it all. Maybe we could start a family. This is the place that we start. This is the way that we are. We go so that's, that's my the favorite. <laughs> that's Axel's that's favorite. favorite. <laughs> I like it. You should, I wish we, we could post a video because Axel had an <laughs> amazing reaction, you know, when that piano that was, was exciting, going. Yeah. And, and when the piano was a part great drops. start. And then, yeah, there was a bunch of great pieces to that. Thanks, man. That's awesome. So, I, I mean, I, I don't even know what I can say. I hope... I, I wish we could play the whole thing for the podcast. But yeah, I, yeah. If if you like that sample, uh, there's there's a lot more. Yeah. On so the rest I, of the album. I could hear the Elvis, like the Kanye West style in it, from his from his original, like his back in his original stuff. So that that was interesting to hear that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the rap cool, itself though. is so good. I love the the funk elements to that, and the gospel choir it really adds adds a whole another layer to it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's my friends, the Katinas, and they've been like a, oh. they've been a group for, oh man, like thirty some years, and they're actually really they're from Samoa, mm-hmm. and so they're very big in like the island countries and out in California and stuff, and um, they're touring all the time, and the dudes have such pure voices, um, so I was really excited that they wanted to sing on that. Yeah. So you have to be really happy with that final version because it's so yeah, good. Yeah, I, so I was actually sitting here thinking like, you know what, like, I'm really excited about the fact that I can be, I can listen to it and just be digging it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're and right. not actually, not be like, oh yeah, I love this is my music, like thumbs right. up, you know, like, yeah. like this is great people, but like I actually was sitting there like, man, I just like listening to this song. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... I mean, just from our reaction, it has to be fun to listen to it with people, too. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, cool. for sure. Yeah. I want to see. It's almost like if, honestly, it's almost like a movie. Yeah. Like, ooh, ooh, puberty. <laughs> it's almost, uh, like, it's a almost like a movie. Like, if, if, I was wa- if I had made a movie and yeah. you guys were watching my movie, yeah. you know, to see your reactions right. and oh, stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. So, That's super cool. So, hey, anything so I- else? Oh, go ahead. I have a couple. I have a couple questions from notes mm-hmm. I've made. So the uh, so of these songs, like your fans, so you, the fans that know you from your touring around, mm-hmm. are they gonna recognize all these songs, or which one? Are there any of that's new, or? Uh, honestly, the one that would be the least recognizable would be Keeper. Okay, she's a keeper because. Um, I'm still working on how to make that something that would really fit in a live setting by myself. I feel like that it has a lot of production elements into it. It has a lot of vocals on it. Uh-huh. So when it's just me, I just feel like it's not quite as fun. Gaia. But maybe it will be. We'll see. Um, oh, I think it'll be great. <laughs> I think it'll be all right. But uh, that's the one that would be a surprise now. The thing that'll be a surprise to people who came out and, wa- and saw me uh, the verses were never the same. You know what I mean? Like, right. They That's were freestyle amazing. Every night. That's amazing. So, it was a freestyle every night. 
Yeah. Well, and I don't know if I was just hooked to the the nerves of that, like jumping off a cliff every night. Yeah. I think I kind of was, but I like having set words now. <laughs> do you, do I, I but, like it. Yeah. But do do you think you'll go back? Like, let's say you start writing new songs. Are you going to go back and like throw some new one in there with some freestyle, or you, or will you be sticking to these ones? Oh, uh, I'll definitely have. I have. I would say I probably have about five or six other songs that I'm really pumped about still in the, in the kind of, what would you say, in the arsenal or in the queue, whatever. Your repertoire. Yeah, yeah. okay. And the, the, so, yeah, and and also I envision, you know, Frank and I, when he came over a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were talking about ideas for the show, and uh, you might not know from what you heard there, but I don't know if, what section you hear <laughs> that we're going to put on there, but at the end of the song I recorded... Uh, real live strings like there's real violin in it and uh, it took I arranged it myself and it's pretty complicated like a lot of parts and it's a really talented player named Cassie Shudik and um, anyways you don't really get to hear it that much in the mix because there's so much going on so I'm excited in a live setting to just pull those strings out and do a freestyle on top of that oh yeah yeah we were we're missing around we were messing around isolating the strings and it was it was really fun yeah we were just throwing some beats together behind it too and it was it was awesome so whenever whenever mike gets a a show going Mm -hmm. i'm I'm happy to go and see what he throws just throws on the live portion of it because that'll be that'll be really fun yeah that's exciting you know axel's a a dj he he doesn't do a lot of production yet but (laughs) he does he does some pretty good mixing i don't produce anything but I we I was gonna mention it in our last podcast, but you you're running a marathon in the next at the what end of the month. Well, I appreciate pointing this out. I'm actually running a half marathon. Okay, well, I changed half- my distance, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't know you changed. Yeah, this. I did. It, but, was, it was a pretty recent change. So yeah, so but I gotta you asked me to put together a mix for you, and so I gotta do that this weekend. But I I was gonna say I'm I'm going to do it. I'm putting it together. Can you throw one of these songs on for me? I'm, I feel like I'm gonna need need that last one for that that thirteen thirteen point two miles. <laughs> I feel like Keeper would be the one that you <laughs> want on. That's the one that's moving you. <laughs> but I I appreciate that. I, yeah. I was telling Axel I need something one twenty to one thirty. And yeah, uh, I got it. I'm, I'm too I'll, lazy to do it myself. I've been yeah. making notes to myself, so I uh, I'll put it together. You should uh, you should definitely check out Axel's Mixcloud page from okay. some of his earlier mixes because it's. It's pretty legit. There's there are some good mixes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think. But back to oh yeah, okay, back, okay. But, but <laughs> back, back to our regular schedule programming. Back to Mike. Enough and, about us. Let's talk about you. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a certain <laughs> self element to this. Yeah, to this heard podcast, enough about me. <laughs> no, not, not seriously, not at all. Um, but you know, just some final thoughts that you had on you know how you feel about the finished product. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe talking about the next steps a little bit, and you know when. Hmm. I don't want to put a time on, yeah. on it, but you know, no, like when and where people are should start looking for it and yeah. start uh, throwing down throwing down that iTunes cash as soon yeah. as possible. Well, first off, since it's five songs, this is gonna only gonna be five bones. So I nice. mean, you know, it's not like it's gonna kill you. You know, yeah. hopefully, if you have that extra like little little bit from your. Uh, your Christmas gift cards or something <laughs> laying around, you know, that we you still did. got 329. Yeah, you, yeah, you got 329. Got, so I'm, I'm yeah. over halfway there. So you can just spring for that extra dollar 50 yeah, for the, that, right. the album. But man, 
I I don't I see I'm going to be making a big push to try to get these these songs on film and TV. Um, and also I would love radio. You know, I, everybody would love radio, sure. but I I made these songs um, out of passion, out of like actual like especially you know, you can I think that last song it translated that I really mean what I'm saying in it. And uh, so it's like a mixture of passion but also understanding that what is music for if you can't sing along with it? Sure. Like, I mean, at least that's my attitude about it. I appreciate it. that. Yeah. So, anyways, and also at the same time, hiring a producer who understands what, like, what it takes to get on a radio. Yeah. You know, like, what sound is, is current. So, anyways, that all said, all that said, I'd love to um, slowly get this on radio, well, quickly, if possible, but I'm also going to be making some YouTube videos to promote the music, to add music videos that go along with each song. Sure. Um, I'm still working through trying to come up with some creative ideas so that people would actually want to listen to every song. Um, and I'm going to be taking my music to publishers around Nashville. Um, and then I'm also just going to be looking to try to get onto some college circuits. Nice. Because I feel like that's where I thrive is in front of a college age crowd. And um, yeah, man, I mean, just it's a little over it's been overwhelming at times i've i've gone through some stages of guilt of not getting the kickstarter done as quickly as i wanted to sure. but when i heard the final product i was like i think people are going to be okay with it oh yeah yeah 100 yeah. so, good well you are one of i was them. gonna say as a participant <laughs> we, in, in we the got one of uh, i forgot this in the I'm, video I'm but <laughs> yeah frank is one of the original kickstarter oh, are you really yeah he, oh that's cool Yep, him and Katie. I didn't get my name read from the the ice bath, but no, yeah. Were you, <laughs> we were, what were, you, were you in the freestyle? Do you know? Uh, we weren't. No, okay. we weren't. Uh, I don't You're know. You're too early for anything. anything. <laughs> now, pe- now people are gonna think they need to hold out for you to get crazier and crazier. Yeah, I know. I know. That's I know. hilarious. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So cool. So we'll throw up all your all your links so people can find you. Mm-hmm. Um, any any last message to you know all your fans out there who are who are excited about listening to this new album? Well, it's coming out. It's gonna be coming out, and it's uh, I did everything I could. Yeah. <laughs> I did everything I could, but make it per- as perfect. You know, for me, sure. you know, and like you guys were said, if it's you're gonna be perfect, you're never gonna release anything. So I'm just excited for people to hear it. And uh, man, I mean, hopefully, it's not just good in the sense that it's your friend that made music like hopefully you would actually want to listen to this but if you don't whatever I did my best I mean I think I think for yourself and what you can kind of feel good about is if you produce something and create something new that you can listen to and you know you have the most critical ear Mm -hmm. and eye on all your work and if you can feel good at the end of the day like you know you produce something that you can be proud of so Mm -hmm. I I really I appreciate you coming and giving us a, a sneakier peek. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really appreciate the the sneakiest peek yeah. in yeah. your studio. Yeah. That was super fun, um, and I just really enjoyed listening to the album. So, so thanks for being here, Axel. Do you have any other questions? No, no. Thanks for being here. I I agree. Uh, this is amazing. This is really cool. An insight that I I've never really seen into how that process works, and it's cool to hear you talk about each song. Because sometimes I think when you listen to an album, it's just I, I think I, sometimes I forget that the person put a lot into the songs and ha- there's a lot of meaning behind them. And so yeah. it was cool to actually hear you talk about each of them. And that uh, I really enjoyed that aspect. 
Yeah, so again, thanks so much for being here, Mike. This is episode 15 of Noise Canceling Pod. I'm Frank Boyce. And this is Axel Clark. Uh, have I'm a great coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should close it out with a with a freestyle, but yeah. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Cool. All right. it all but we'll never know if we don't try we won't have much to show for it so come on we just gonna have to go for it but baby take it slow so it isn't over quick like every other little fling that we had and i ain't trying just to bring up the past but to make it last we gotta start with honesty and honestly you're the one i wanna see when i wake up when i go out when i get home there's no doubt you're on my mind baby and i'm ready to go now because i'm aiming for the same thing you've been dreaming of and when i say the same thing i'm really meaning love so can you hear me now good am i getting through what if what you're looking for is standing right in front of you babe you might be my destiny we might have it all Girl, you bring out the best of me We might have it all Maybe we can start a family We might have it all We might have it all right here And this is the place that we start This is the way that we are